All right, fair warning, this podcast gets political. We have some fun with ourselves and things. Basically, if you are using my content as an escape from the fresh horrors of the world, this episode isn't going to be for you. Also, you should probably, if you're listening to this, if you're uh, a fan of my work enough to be this deep into it, you probably have an idea of where me and Conrad lean politically, and if that ain't your bag, you're going to really hate this one. Also, if you're a Nazi, you should f- Hey now, you're a movie boy, get your movie boy, hey, movie boy! That was Smash Mouth. Yes. That was Smash Mouth. There's a reason I've I've done Smash Mouth. You might think that was, yeah, you might think that was random and had nothing to do with Angry Birds the movie, which is, oh no, sorry, the Angry Birds movie. Gotta get the name right. Right. That, That we're talking about today. We'll be talking about the Angry Birds movie today, listeners. How exciting. Um, but no, 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 I started just with Smash Mouth because I blame Shrek for the Angry Birds movie. I can see that, yeah, the influence is strong. Shrek started it. Now, don't get me wrong, Shrek's a fine enough film. It came out before a lot of shit did. A lot of shit that was inspired by Shrek. And we can't hate the, progen- the accidental progenitor of shit. It's why I tell people to lay off Call of Duty because it wasn't their fault that a bunch of other publishers made a bunch of shit military shooters, right? It's not Shrek's fault, but there's this thing that I decided after watching the Angry Birds movie, I decided to call this this technique, this filmmaking technique, the Smash Mouth, which is... The Suicide Squad did it as well. It's when all you've really got for a scene is... Hey guys, here's a song you know. Mm. Yes. That's more or less the only thing Angry Birds did. See, that's the difference. Shrek had a movie after it did the Smash Mouth. Right. Even Suicide Squad tried to have a movie after 30 minutes of Smash Mouthing. But Angry Birds, it's, it's just that. Yeah, Angry Birds is like, okay... We did, we did the Smash Mouth. What do we do now? Uh, I know some more songs. Oh, oh, okay. All right. You know what? Let's just do another one. Should we one. do that? Because I tell you what, I've, I've got a CD of 100 popular party hits. They still do those, don't they? they still oh, do. sure. Now that's what I call... Yeah, Whatever. now that's what I call a desperate animated kids TV movie <laughs> soundtrack. Um, yeah, this, a lot of animated kids films do this and I hate it because it's so, it's, it's the pinnacle of, of laziness to me. Some people will say using licensed existing music to underscore a scene and might give it more gravitas is lazy anyway. I don't agree with that. I think you can use licensed music expertly well. Uh, Rick and Morty which is also is an animation, although not aimed strictly at kids, that's an example of a show that can use licensed music very well. Uh, they use it to punctuate, make scenes that have already been built up work really well. The Angry Birds movie is just, let's, let's just do some more shit and set it to, you know, 
either a cla- either a classic hit or a really contemporary one for cross promotional slash the kids know this one purposes. And if it's going to be a classic song, it is going to be the worst possible version of that song we can unearth. Oh, that goes without saying. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, the soundtrack for this made me roll my eyes. Well, you know, here I am, Rocky Like a Hurricane, of course that's there. Of course we got the Scorpions in there. Yeah. But by the time Rick Astley came on, I was, I was already dead. Mm-hmm. But that happened. I actually didn't even bring it up in the synopsis when yeah. I was putting it together. Yeah. By that point, it's just oh, there. Yeah, there's the Rick Astley. There it is. Of course. Um, there was that. I'm on top of the world, which is one of the contemporary ones, uh, and 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 it's there just to, it, it's there to do the heavy lifting of emotional resonance that the writers couldn't be fucked to do. That's all it is. That's that's what they did with Suicide Squad. It was like, we need to make this film fun and engaging and make these characters iconic. Let's whack on Bohemian fucking Rhapsody. These are not even... A, like, again, this is why Rick and Morty makes it work. They pick songs that most people don't know, with the exception of... Um, what was the one they ended it? The Nine Inch Nails one. It was Hurt, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh I think it was her. They it ended was. it. Yeah. So that was the one. But the other one, you know, like fucking Coda for the Damaged and Chaos Chaos, that kind of stuff. Like, it's not really. It's, you're not going to find it on a now that's what I call music cassette tape. Like what no, we I mean, listen I, to. I, when, when I listen to the show, I, I recognize that, oh, they're using licensed music here, but I almost never know what it is because I stopped listening to music in <laughs> 2005. They so. probably, probably made the right call. Um, but no, I actually, Rick and Morty, if anything, has introduced me to good music because yeah. I'll listen to that stuff now. But this and other things like it go the other way around. They don't build up to a good scene that the music then enhances. They do no build at all and hope the music carries it. And that's... Well, it's it's the music and sight gags. The, the whole film is a a loose collection of sight gags shoved into uh, popular music backdrops. Pretty much, pretty much. Um, I mean, I wouldn't even go as far as to say sight gags, because gags implies jokes happen. Okay, I'm sorry. Well, I, I think that maybe 10% of the attempted sight gags actually do work on some level. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there, that, are, that, there that's are a few where I was like, me. that's kind of funny. I think there was the one thing I'd concede had the structure of comedy and almost got an emotional response from me was the scene in the anger management class where the, uh, the, the, I, I don't know any of their names. The white chicken mm-hmm. looks at the, the list of things that the people in the anger management class did. And she looks at the big, the big round birds. Terrence, yeah. Terrence's. She looks at his file and all we hear are sirens and screaming and her putting it down horrified. And that was poorly delivered, I think. Otherwise, yeah. I probably would have laughed. If it was done better and in a better film, I can objectively, scientifically look at that and say, I could have laughed here. Otherwise, right. and I'm not even joking, Like it, I even filmed myself doing this. There's like a little clip I put on my Facebook of me watching this. Blank. I could mm-hmm. have been a corpse. 
I watched from beginning to end with no emotional response, outward or inward. I think I experienced the opposite of emotions. I don't know what that is or if there's even a term for it, but I think that's what I went through. I think I turned briefly into Dexter from television to the Dexter <laughs> in that there was just nothing inside. And that's I... not even me like, like I'm, I'm, I, cause that sounds overblown. Like I, and I realize I'm, I've done nothing but talk since we started and I apologize for that. No, no. But I, Oh, uh, like I'm having retrospective emotions about it. Because the cynicism <laughs> none of, the of them over, good. You know, the cynicism of the overall product makes me mad only insofar as any corporate cynicism does but the experience of watching the film i'm not exaggerating and i'm not doing that whole oh god this thing sucks all the life out of me i mean i literally in the truest sense of that word back when that word meant what it meant i literally felt nothing i i felt a mixture of confusion and dread <laughs> if I'm being totally honest, like I understand where the dread came from. There, well, there came a point in this film where I truly had to begin to question what the eventual message that the film was going to deliver would be. Yes, be- because these movies have messages. They They're do. designed that way. Yeah, and sometimes whether the message they intended was intended or not. The message still is the message. And yeah. and as far as intent goes, I have no idea. Um, I'll, say, I'll say this much. I wasn't thinking about what you're about to talk about while watching it. But that's only because, as I said, I was not taking any of it in. <laughs> if anything, I was watching it on my new TV thinking, well how many jokes can I make in a podcast about it looks good in 4K? Does as, it? as it being the only redeeming... It does. Uh, and I was going to say... I, I was going to limit my entire criticism of the movie to that repeated for a, for a goof on the show. And that's all I was thinking about while watching it. And then I got retrospectively angry talking about it just now and then said a lot instead of different things. Right. So... I wasn't thinking about potential socio-political ramifications of this film's uh, premise, but I do remember it being a controversy when the movie first came out, and when you brought it up, I did then think back on what I'd just seen, and I definitely see how people would get that impression. Right, but, yeah, that's the yeah, thing. Like, yeah. I... Now, do you want to talk about that now, or do you want that to come up naturally while you do the synopsis? Yeah, let's. I think I think we should probably. Should we cut into it? Get into it, yeah. Cut into it now. Okay, so basically, the Angry Birds movie is the reason Donald Trump got elected. (laughs) 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 And and you know what? Like we're. It's 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 funny in the same way that you laugh at the train that's coming towards you down the tunnel, and you know there's no escaping from, because like it, that is that's not an alternative fact that you've just made. <laughs> that this the characters and the situation and and the implications 
of aspects of this plot and resolution. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I will say the resolution was good. Sure. In, in 4K, it looked magnificent. <laughs> oh, you mean the resolution of the plot? No, 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 the, 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 the film was shit. The plot was shit, mate. Yeah. I, I was talking about my TV. I... <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, basically what we're, what we're dancing around the, <laughs> the issue of is, is we're not sure, and I don't know if it was ever... I don't know if the world at large ever came to the conclusion, like a conclusion or not, but we're not sure if this film's anti-immigration or not. Yeah, I and I didn't, full disclosure, I didn't go look. I didn't go look to see what anyone else had said about this movie. I looked uh, on the Wikipedia. I was going to scroll down to see if there was a controversy section or anything, mm-hmm. but I got bored like <laughs> of the page and closed it, and now we've started recording and I can't be... I, you know, can't be bothered to, sure. to type. I and don't I want mean, to type the Angry Birds movie out as a complete thing more than I ever have to. And I am, I'm in my new recording space, which is not quite entirely set up, and it would be a real pain in the ass for me to check. And I had the Wikipedia page open like you did and, and meant to scroll down also, but I never made it past the cast list. Yeah, no, nor did I. Because you go to the cast list... And then you start seeing that not as a cast list, but as a list of co-conspirators. And so you're going through being disappointed at everyone's names. And lots you're of like, people oh, that Jason you Sudeikis, like. Kate McKinnon, what? Oh. Like, that's what you do. Then you get bored doing that and close the page. And I don't think anybody in the world has ever scrolled past the cast list of the <laughs> Wikipedia page for the Angry Birds movie. And don't make your comments saying you did, because you won't be believed. Because you get that far, you see some names you respect, and you wonder what the fuck. Yep. I mean, that's another trope of the the cynical cash grab um, kids animated film, is to get these big all-star casts, usually of um, generally well-liked comedians. I guess possibly to give the parents something to do other than contemplating drowning their kids in a bathtub. And, but and, that's a I thing. Mean, and I'm that sure fucking... The... I'm sure the paycheck's great. I'm sure the paycheck is awesome. And... I said Oglaf. I meant to say Olaf. Olaf? Josh Gad, is that his name? Yeah, turning up everywhere. Yeah. I mean... I I saw Frozen. You know what? I haven't. I I haven't seen Frozen. It's... I, I don't... I don't see... I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand why this. I mean, I, I I respect the. I think I think it's really cool that like (laughs) girls have something, I guess, which is fine. You know, that's okay. But did it have to be that? Because I just didn't see anything there. No, I mean I've not seen it. I can't judge. Um, I've seen this. What's his name? Josh Gad. Josh Gad. Yeah, I've seen him. I don't. See, I don't see what the big deal is there. No, I don't. He, I don't find him funny. But at least you don't have to see him in this. No, no. I and actually was able him. to forget that it was him. <laughs> but he's in. I it. was able to forget actually that everyone in this <laughs> was who they were. Honestly, it does kind of yeah. Because you start 
you at first you hear recognizable things, you hear voices you recognize, and you see names you recognize in the credits, right. which is set to you know some some great music, uh, and then it does all just kind of melt away. And it, to me, by the end of the film, it, I was just looking at color. Uh-huh. I was yeah. just looking at color and hearing popular songs. I, I I know Kate McKinnon's in this, but I'll be damned if I could tell you who the, what, what character she played. Yeah, yeah. The Wikipedia page's cast list doesn't help in that regard because I don't know which names refer to what characters. Right? Yeah, yeah. That, that was a bit challenging, and and about two thirds of the way through writing the synopsis, I thought to myself, "Gosh, I should really go back and like put the actors' names next to their first appearances so we can comment on that." And didn't. Doesn't matter. Nope. It does not matter. Um, do you like the Angry Birds games? <laughs> uh, it came out. Angry Birds dropped. The, the kids still say dropped, right? Probably. Like okay. it's hot. Yeah. Uh, Angry Birds hit on Android right when I got my first Android phone. So I played it. Yeah. Because, you know, that's what you did. And... Uh, I did not get really that into it. Like people for were a while, legit Ang- obsessed with the game. For a while, Angry Birds was to mobiles what Tetris was to the Game Boy. Yeah, it was that thing. You, like everyone, like if you've got it, like everyone's got that with it. It just comes. It m- might as well come with it. Right. But uh, yeah, yeah. And it, and then the they licensed right. the ever living fuck out of it. Oh yeah. Oh um, yeah. Made a, a you know the. GDP of a few small countries. Yeah. And um, then had g- good on them. This oh, yeah. Was, they made this was a misstep. This was yes. a bad... I, I'm sure it made a ton of money. I didn't look because I think I would have had to have scrolled a little further down the page uh, yeah, on Wikipedia. Yeah, that, like I said, there's just this glass, this glass basement we can't get through. And, uh, and they... But, but it has... It is so insipidly... Meh. Like, there are a, f- like I say, there are a few few gags that I thought were kind of clever, but really nothing there other than clear signals to where they expect people are going to find it entertaining. I guess. Yeah. yeah. More than more than actual jokes. That's it. That was just like I said. I'm I'm not lying. I sat there, still poker face, just. Mm-hmm. Watching colors happen, hearing some shouting, and listening to music that I know, songs that I have heard before, uh, and that was it. That was fuck. We uh, so what are we doing on the next episode? <laughs> um, All right. Well, let's, let's, let's get on with the synopsis. Yeah, uh, okay. I I do like that we 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 spent less than a minute on the games before having to talk again about the shitty film. <laughs> um, yeah, the games are all right. Yeah, they're right. fine. The, the plot, such as there is, and, and honestly, I'm glad I didn't do any facts because I do not want to spend two hours on this. No. Right now, it's coming up on 20 minutes, and the listener will already know how long this is because they can see it on the file or you know in, in SoundCloud or whatever they're using to play it. They we can get to see live how long this is. in the existential horror of not knowing how long this yeah. is going to go. They might be laughing their heads off right now as I say I do not want to be here two hours. <laughs> but I hope 
I hope not. I hope I'm not here two hours because I. Let's just get on with it. Right. Angry Birds. The film opens by showing an island and zooming in, introducing us to Red, a bird with bushy eyebrows making his way through a forest with a sense of urgency and an egg-shaped basket. Um, now, Red's played by Jason Sudeikis, who is a person that I, I'm led to believe is funny. I, I, I'm fond of him. Okay. I'm fond of I, him. I like, like him in Always Sunny. I liked him in Horrible Bosses. I liked him in... I've seen him in a ton of stuff. I, 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 I liked him in the campaign. Um, I am sure I have seen him in lots of stuff. But, and this is going to sound terribly racist, but I can't tell him apart from, like, half a dozen other decently good-looking white male actors. That's fair enough. But that's... I just, I, like, my mind throws up a, a blank. About yeah, it. I, I mean, what you said is horrifically racist, and and the reason Trump got elected. But you make yeah. a fair point as well. It's uh, yeah. I mean, it's just like I know I've seen him in things and liked him. Yeah, <laughs> I just, I really you said he's, he was uh, always sunny, and I'm struggling yeah. to Smitty. He's Smitty from Always Sunny. Still not remembering. Okay, uh, he's he's been in it. Twice, I think, but but the main episode that was about him was he was the fifth friend, the fifth member of the gang. Oh, okay. Of between, um, I guess it was uh, technically the the fourth of of the, the yeah, four but he was guys. He, was he was on Saturday Night Live or something, wasn't he? During like probably. the the ten year stretch that I didn't watch Saturday Night Live. That's probably, probably it. I don't know anything about SNL. Yeah, that's. I think that's that's what the anyway. Right. Oh my god. <sighs> so. After a series of bumbles and stumbles and pratfalls centered on uh, Red protecting this parcel, he arrives at a treehouse and he knocks on the door and quickly dons a clown costume. I guess uh, his humiliating job is funny. Uh, He's apparently a party clown and he's late to this appointment at a child's hatch day party. Yeah, they do that a lot, by the way. It's it's lots of, ha-ha, let's change a human thing to a bird thing. Right. So and just so you, you what, see where the the source, the the font of humor, the well, yeah. is yeah. there. It is. It's that that's the closest it gets to actual like like written jokes. Is Hatch Day, things like that. I'll tell you one thing that surprised me about this film, though. Not once do they. I was going to say make a joke about Twitter. They wouldn't have done that. They would have referenced Twitter or some other hilarious thing. They don't do that. I was shocked. There was no social media. There was no, oh, hold on a minute. I've just got to make a post on my face. Yeah. Well, the, well, there was none of that. People. Like, they, they managed to maintain that, that level of consistency. Like, yeah. the birds are... They were simple, are... rural, American, decent folk. Right, Who were yeah. just well, trying to keep their country to themselves. You know, it, you could say... <laughs> Fuck me. Oh my god. I just I just made another connection. Mm. Like I I just made another implicit connection. Fuck me. Alright, let's keep going. Keep on. <laughs> uh so he's got this uh the, the egg basket he was carrying had a, a cake and, and it's yeah. now ruined. But during the synopsis I've already laughed more than I did during the film. <sighs> in that I laughed. This turns into an altercation with the child's father where Red throws the cake on him and then prematurely uh, hatches their next egg. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, embedded in this little sequence, there is uh, perhaps the one, in my mind, actually clever game reference in which Red asks the father to rate his performance one to three stars. Yeah, yeah, I caught that. Yeah. That's that was that was the one. Um, now, it was you, it wasn't a funny joke, but it was a joke that had some thought gone into it. Right. They, well, yes, and they made a, a they tiny made a, thought, in an effort to not because I here's the thing. Later on in the film, you could see all the birds doing their things. Right. Yeah. I, I don't remember enough about Angry Birds, nor do I think I got far enough into it or, or play any of the subsequent sequels to know what any of these fucking things are. So it was all lost on me. So yeah. maybe if if there's a reference that's more clever or more interesting than this rate my performance thing one to three stars, your mileage may vary. Yeah, from what I remember, it's been a good good chunk of time since I've last played an Angry Birds game. But most of the other references, at least the ones I caught, were very on the nose. Mm-hmm. Subtlety so, ain't exactly this game. Uh, this this film's bag. So credits proceed over a montage showing Red at various times in his life, being teased or annoyed or irritated and reacting with rage and or violence um, in contrast. Hmm? Here's another thing I've got to bring up about this film while we're on that subject. I don't think the writers of this film know what anger is. Because we're supposed to believe that Red and the other cast members that, that show up soon are angry and have anger management issues. Most of what Red displays as anger is just sarcasm. Like, he gets sarcastic. And the yellow one, when we're shown what his uh, uh, anger is, that's just criminal activity and vandalism. Which he did mostly with a smile on his face. Well, this this is the worst punishment that they can mete out. As, as stated in a later scene. It is, but but I just... Even Red, who's supposed to be the one with actual proper rage issues, he's not. He's a bit misanthropic and he's sarcastic. Yeah. And, and when they lead to him having some violent outburst, they've not built it up. Like, you look at Victor Meldrew in One Foot in the Grave, they build up that man's anger and show the dog shit piling on top of him and on top of him on top of him. They try and do that in this film and right. well, they're doing give it, it no time and the stuff that happens to him are, like, just small... Like it's, it's they're not, irritations uh, at worst in most cases. Yeah, which could work in that he's getting unreasonably angry at these things, but for the most part, he takes it all really well, which yes. makes the sudden... Comic violence in which he is mostly quipping and being funny. Dissonant. It doesn't work because he's not showing anger. I think this film would have been way better if he was if he was voiced by Danny DeVito or someone and was constantly grumbling and scowling and pissed. For the most part, he seems like a, a decently well-adjusted trap trying to make it in a shitty fucking environment. Well, but this is the thing... He has to be the outsider, and 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 but you know we have to we have to rally behind him as the hero outsider. That's it. Yeah, like they were. They have they to make this to character likable, relatable, and largely positive. Yeah, well, that's the problem. They they were giving the protagonist a character, a set of character traits that didn't fit in with the stereotype they needed for a hero. So we, his anger is informed at best. 
Yeah, he has some outbursts, but they are no more angry or even over over the top and exaggerated than a comic outburst you'd see in any other animated kids film. He is not especially angry. And actually, more times than not, calms himself down in a situation and there is no comic outburst. Yeah. Just a big disappointment. He ain't angry. He should have been Danny DeVito or Willem Dafoe, anyone, any of the screamers, any, any of the, the, the ones with the scratchy monster voices. <laughs> uh, uh, but instead we get Sudeikis just being funny, being ha-ha, look at me. I'm gonna make I'm some a jokes. I'm, witty quipster. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. smear cake in this dad's face, but I'm not gonna do it like like too angrily to to you know to stop kids from buying my toys. I'm going to comically smear it and make jokes and smile while I do it because that's what anger looks like. I just I, this whole film from beginning to end, its idea of anger is is fucked. Uh Sorry, I got retrospective. No, no, you're... No, see, you're... see, I'm getting angry. That's yeah. where the anger's coming this from. Is, it's this, found yes, in no, the film. It's you're found illustrating in the perfectly what the character needed to be. Unbelievable. I, I, oh, I think there should be a tribunal about this. A trial is held in which the parents of the birthday party state some case against Red, saying that they ruined the hatching of their new child, which seems to now think Red is its father. Uh, and we get some a uh, little, little bit of info about like the culture and the society here. The birds here are incapable of flight, and they live under the protection of a mighty eagle. Um, it's also revealed by the judge that Red is an outcast in the community whose decision to live outside of the village met absolutely no resistance from any of its citizens. Um, and then Red is sentenced to an anger management class. And this, as I mentioned before, they state that this is the worst punishment that they can put out. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's kind of annoying, an anger management course. Yeah. But, I mean, what... Well, of course, the joke is that, oh, look, this terrible punishment isn't that terrible, but... Eh. But, but think about the people to whom this would, you know, they would literally think that that was the worst thing possible. Think about those assholes. Yeah. Think about who they might have voted for. Carry on with the substance. <laughs> Red leaves the court and is just a dick to everybody who tries to greet him on the street. He's not angry, he's just a curmudgeon. He's just yeah. an asshole. Yeah. Uh, he's held up by a crossing guard and 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 here, you know, it's really kind of a cute scene of all of these little kids, you know, being led out in this one big long group, and then oh, he gets interrupted again, uh, yeah. you know, by an what even they're trying to group. do here. What they're trying to do here is, it's a classic, it's a classic comedy sequence. Is, it is. get like, the guy with anger up. management problems to go through a series of increasingly shitty things. Mm-hmm. Like keep escalating it so that he is having a worse and worse bad day. I think the Simpsons have done this gag like five times already. Uh, <laughs> and, and, like it's a classic bit, and it can work really well. But the irritations here—they don't escalate at all. It's all the, the same level of mild annoyance, and 
Not red. only that, they diffuse them mid-path. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they get diffused, and Red's reaction doesn't build at all with each subsequent annoyance. It's just the same thing. So the point when he finally blows up, it's like, yeah, they... Yeah, they kind of led to it, but they didn't build to it. They just, they walked us along a garden path telling us, hey, in a minute or two, he's going to blow up and it's probably going to be funny. They didn't actually build up to a blow up. They just tipped us off by showing the minor annoyances, which isn't really how you want to do a joke. It's to just tell us that the punchline is definitely coming. Also, um... Birds have really horrifying tongues. True. Did you notice that? Oh, yeah. That was creepy as fuck. I didn't like the bit where in the film he grabbed the tongue of one and was slapping the bird in his own face with his own tongue. I must have missed that. Yeah, there's a bit where the eagle passes out and he oh, okay, yes, grabs I do. the tongue oh, God, from I his do mouth remember and that. slaps him in the eye with mm. it. And I'm like, I, it's not funny. That's just upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> um... Other sight gags in this, uh, sight gags, parentheses. Other sights. Sights. <laughs> include refusing to hug a bird who trades in hugs for tug free. Kind they They go back to this We've all been there. They, they do. Go back several times. I think they, he's a running joke. Him and the mime. Actually, yes. they think all of the supporting birds, like the bit, the bit character birds, are all running jokes. Nothing can just, like be one thing and none of them are funny to begin with but but this film keeps going back to those wells of a mime that goes oh my god i don't know what the joke is there like it's funny when red letter media does it because it's like over the top and exaggerated they you know they'll be talking normally and then someone will say something and the other one will go oh my god and that can be funny because it's over the top but this is just oh my god and they do it three times I don't get what the joke is. You're laughing. I don't get what it is. La- but I'm laughing at your frustration and not knowing the joke. I'm not <laughs> laughing at the joke. I just, I don't get it. And I don't get what's funny about the free hugs, dude, other than the fact he doesn't get hugs until ha-ha at the end he does by lots of girls and it's a happy ending for the free hugs bird. Okay, that well, iconic character. The thing is, the thing, I think the thing that's kind of funny about it, because of the secondary bird characters that are running gags, A, they commit to him more than any other character. Like, he even gets directly referenced by the what end of the film. What a hill to die on. Which is just, yeah. But, yeah, he's, he's seemingly harmless. He's kind of adorable, even. And he really just seems to want to hug to the point where he's created a business where there's really no financial benefit one way or another. He is going to starve to death if yeah. in this capitalist well, here's infrastructure. The thing. I've got to stop you there. Only because what you're describing is the basis for a great comedy setup, <laughs> which isn't in the film. I've got to communicate to our audience right now. What Conrad just said there about the economics of a free hugs business <laughs> is a funny idea. But that's not in this film. It's, no, no. It's not thought about beyond, ha-ha, that bird's a bit funny. And, and Now and, I want to really do a free hugs business. Like, like, like someone who goes to conventions with a free hug sign, but for them it is work. <laughs> that's a funny concept. It's not just, ha-ha, bird. 
Yeah, but he keeps he keeps being brought up in situations where he wants to hug someone and he's just rejected. And it's never like a convenient or good time. So it's kind of understandable that he get ignored to a certain extent. Yeah. yeah. And, and he doesn't get enough. Like he gets too many scenes for something that is that unfunny. But he doesn't get enough scenes for his payoff at the end to feel like a payoff. He doesn't right. go through an arc. Yeah. And 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 it's not like he's constantly rejected in hilarious situations. Yeah, if they had managed see, that's the thing. If they shoved him in maybe 3 4 times more just through repetition, you know. Like you repeat a lie enough times it becomes the truth. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. You, re- you repeat a punchline enough times, it will eventually become funny. People don't realize that that, like, propaganda rule, that's totally a comedy thing. And so it's, that, that could have worked, but they didn't do that. They, they, they used it just sparingly anything. enough yeah. to not play. It's true of every gag they attempt, especially their many running gags, is they don't commit to any of them. They don't see any of them through properly. They just, as I say, they're sights. Right. It's something to occupy your eyes. So arriving at anger management class, Red gets into a fight with the sign outside, which is a crude mannequin of a bird. That was, that by the way, was supposed to be the big hilarious blow up payoff for those series of irritations for the, the the terrible crime of he waited a bit for some kids to cross and someone wanted to hug him oh and and he His, was imitated by a mime bird oh yeah and a mime I- imitated him for a minute and he had to and, witness uh, prenatal yoga yeah yeah none of this was funny none of this was grounds to be angry and his reaction was not exaggerated enough for them not being grounds to be angry to workers not being grounds to be angry. If you, if if what I'm saying makes sense, there. no, 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 you're, it no, didn't no. make sense coming out of my mouth. And well, he um, just he gets he get he bumps into the sign basically, and yeah, then blames and the sign. Yeah, the sign is crudely animated. It's like a like a, a bird made out of sticks and coconuts making a stupid noise uh, that he could easily just walk past. It's not like he's trapped by the sign. It's not like it's a gate or something he has to get through. It's nothing that would facilitate him fighting and destroying the sign, which he does. It's so, it it just comes across as but this, again. This is like the one thing that, that happens. This is the one thing that does illustrate that maybe he does have an anger issue. Like the other things didn't build up at all. I no, no, feel no, like no, this no, is no, a payoff. But no, he, it's it's illustrating, but at the same time, it's it's. It's not illustrating it in a way that I emotionally understand he has anger management problems. It's I look at it and then have to objectively say, oh, he has anger management problems. That's what that scene was. It wasn't wasn't an illustration and it wasn't a joke. It was a statement. It was a statement using visuals of... This bird has anger management issues, and there was no joke to that. No, no, pay, no, no suitable payoff, and that's the reason why I was a blank slate emotionally watching this film. Is their jokes are actually just statements? They're just here is a funny premise, and then I'm supposed to fill in the blanks like you did with the free hug economy. Well, and now again here, I'm going to do this again, uh, and maybe I'm just going to do it by pointing out what they attempted to do and how they failed. Mm-hmm. Uh, this. 
the animation in this fight sequence, such as it is, where he's fighting a technically inanimate object, is pretty well executed from a comedy standpoint in that the, he's beating himself with the bird. It, every, every time this mannequin hits him, and it hits him many times, uh, it's in response to some stupid thing he's done. And that's really well implemented, and up to the point where the bird gets knocked to the ground and he's sort of towering over it. And then it subverts this comically by having the bird of its own will, this mannequin of its own volition, its head turns and looks at him. And I don't know it was obvious enough in the animation, because everything moves really quickly, that, like, I don't know that it, it was able to pay off that subversion yeah. the way it needed to. But it, they tried really hard. They're just, you know, maybe they're incompetent, but they tried really hard. And I kind of want to give them a, just a sliver of credit right. for that. Okay. I mean, I, to me, the whole thing looked too trite. Like, it just, it looks to me like they've seen slapstick comedy before and then just aped it. I, well, but, no, I agree that they did. And, and the subversion, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was certainly too subtle for me to pick up, but again, like I said, I was mostly just glazed. Right. Like, my that's, eyes were just glazed. The problem with this movie is that it encourages you to glaze over. Yeah. Because the action is just sort of constant bright colors, and it's... This movie is, like, going down the cereal aisle at the supermarket. Mmm. Like yes. That's the experience. All of that stuff just washes over you because it's way too much visual information for you to process. Yeah, that um, makes sense. Looks great in 4K, though. <laughs> so he uh, gets into the hut, Red does, and he sees uh, three statues. This is my other favorite joke in this film, uh, where he's uh, commenting on the statues in the uh, entryway to the angry management class, and there's one of two birds that he calls art, and the second one he looks at it's a little cruder, a little more abstract, and I, I forget what he what he calls it specifically, but he sort of blows it off. And then the third one, it, it's a pile of birds paired off in an orgy situation almost. Like, that's mm-hmm. the implication. And he refers to it as exotic. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, I appreciate that they at least tried to mm-hmm. be perverse on a level. No, I get you. I get you. The, the later uh, Fifty Shades of Green is dumb. Mm. That, that's well, again, a... I'm, 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 I'm not disagreeing with you, but again, it's that I can only agree with you from a completely alienated, disconnected, and I know... aloof thing of I understand that what you've described <laughs> is a joke. Yeah, I it's, understand that. It, the problem is, is that it's I know it's there in a, in a strictly for a strictly capitalistic purpose. You know, to keep the parent that brought this child here entertained. And that's unfortunate to me, because what I want it to be is a Tyler Durden-esque injection of <laughs> of, 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 of uh, societally inappropriate content in a I children's would, production. In all honesty, I would like to watch Fight Club remade, but... With these CGI characters. <laughs> that would have been a, that would have been one hell of an Angry Birds movie. 
So Red meets Matilda, the teacher of the class. We His also... name was Bomb. <laughs> His name was Bomb. Uh, we also get to meet Chuck, uh, played by, uh, as mentioned, Josh Gad. <laughs> He's a cokehead in on a speeding offense that escalated into vandalism, larceny, and shitting on the officer writing him the ticket. Uh, I think the cop is also voice acted by someone, like, really, really notable that I like. But I can't Probably. remember who. Probably. This, this film stained a lot of reputations. Um... We also meet Terrence, who is a massive, intimidating bird that speaks only in grunts. For and 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 this is the bird who has the crimes that are just too horrible for Matilda to recount. Yeah, Terrence, I almost liked. I almost liked too, but that's because they he, there's so little there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they didn't ruin Terrence. <laughs> uh, and then Bomb, who seems like a nice guy who just has a health condition. Yeah, he explodes. It's, I, that's it. Yeah. You know, they all uh, pertain then, to their skills in, in the Angry Birds game. And, you know, the Blackbird in, in Angry Birds blows up. They realize they had to do something with that. And he's in anger management because when he gets scared, he explodes. They later change it to mad. But in the example they show here, it's a surprise birthday party. He got startled and exploded. But later they change it to he, he blows up when he's angry, but... But but then he was startled. The rules will change depending on again what's needed for the scene. But we've I talked about to, that in films before. But here's the, here's the thing I want you to take away from this situation, okay? Because we'll go back to what the judge said earlier about how angry management is the worst punishment that this society meets out, okay? And and we thought, you know, maybe is a little over the top for who Red is. Like, he hasn't, his, his crimes are, are really more accidental than anything. Nobody was really ultimately hurt by his actions. Uh, but he gets, you know, basically the equivalent of, of capitalist punishment in this society. Yeah. Here we have Chuck, who has committed actual, real, serious crimes. Very, yeah. Against a... Assault. A, assault. Larceny, as you say, vandalism. Against an officer of the law. Yeah. So it makes sense to an extent that he would be given this punishment, right? Clearly, Terrence has done some shit. Yeah. I mean, especially since anger management is the worst punishment, their crimes can't be that bad. On the whole, on Bird Island. So he may be like the Hitler of birds. For shitting on a police officer. We don't know. We don't know. But, but I, 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 I am now quite happy to believe, and, and I will, I choose to believe, that Chuck, the fun yellow bird voiced by the snowman from Frozen, is Hitler. Bird Hitler. But then you have Bomb. Yes. And Bomb's just an insecure guy with some problems. Yeah, his his biggest crime was being born. He's done nothing wrong. He just he has a health condition. He just yeah. needs medical help. And given the uh, you know the tone and the controversies and the potential political implications of this film, can you describe for the listener what color bomb is? <laughs> bomb is black. Bomb is a blackbird. I rest my case. 
But it so it has put all of these four individuals on a level playing field. These people are all equally the same bad for society. Yeah. Which sounds so like the sort of thing, you know. The person... Their punishment is to sit there and listen to the only white bird in the room. <laughs> and and well and and you know to be told that that they're not supposed to feel the way they feel. Yes, this this also is true. Yes, don't don't don't. I mean that that honestly is a good message for this film. Well, yeah, because, it is. Except that that message is rejected. <laughs> it is. It is. But but I I can understand the movie at this point wanting to send the message to everyone watching: don't be angry and don't express your feelings right now. Because they'd have an empty theater. The class then does yoga until bomb explodes because I guess yoga stresses him out. Yeah, yeah. It's it's yoga now that does it. Later on it will be anger, but right now it's yoga. It depends what they need for the scene, you see. After class, Chuck tries to convince Red to socialize with him and bomb. Uh, but Red blows him off so that he can wander through town and torture himself with everybody else's happiness, while the soundtrack tortures the audience with the Limp Biscuit cover of Behind Blue Eyes. <laughs> There's a flashback of Red as a child being pitied by his peers for being. They should have called this film the Angry Audience Movie. <laughs> Red is also an orphan. This is what justifies his anger throughout life. Well, yeah, like like most of the film, he's not angry, he's sad. Yeah, exactly. Because he's had a shit upbringing in this horror show of a society. Uh, But the kids are are being, the the kids around him are pitying him because he's an orphan, and therefore nobody told him that Mighty Eagle is a myth. So he's grown up, he's like, you know, he still believes in Santa Claus, I guess. Mighty, Mighty Eagle is Santa Claus to these people. Yeah, this big heroic eagle that there's a statue of that no one believes is real, but Red does. Right. Again, we've seen this in like a dozen films. Yep. A dozen animated kids films of the guy who believes in the hero that no one else believes in, etc., etc. Can you guess what happens when we inevitably meet Mighty Eagle? Can you guess what type of character he is at this point? I don't know. Unbelievable, fucking predictable, racist film. The next the morning, film I've ever seen. <laughs> the next morning begins with a montage of birds starting their day. The solid sack lunch sight gag. I actually do like that. This is another one of those like, okay, they did a bird joke that's kind of funny. Um, yeah. The, the, the a mother bird prepares her two children to go off to bird school or whatever. I don't know. She, they're they're holding out their sacks for their sack lunches, and she eats something and regurgitates a little into each sack. Ah, I like. I that missed joke. that one actually. That I thought that was a that they someone. I I I would not be surprised if that was the first joke that they came up with in the writers' room, <laughs> and they said, "You know what? Let's go to lunch." And the writers never came back. I think that's what happened. Uh, at anger management class, Bomb recites a poem about being more than his name. Which, uh, again, a lot of sympathy for Bomb, uh, you know, being incarcerated in this way. Kind of fucked up. 
Uh, Red didn't write a poem, but uh, Chuck's eager to recite his, revealing the destroyed mannequin from the sign and producing evidence of Red's crime against it. Um, now, this, this uh, sets everyone in the, the room shocked um, by, by this, the discovery that Red's destroyed this. Um, they're all very, very, very attached to this dummy. Chuck built it. Um, and, and the, uh, I, I, Matilda, uh, is very attached to it and bomb, uh, I guess, I don't know how bomb feels about it, but man, Terrence is really into it dis- despite just showing up recently. Like they have already, we're supposed to believe that they've already like become a cohesive unit well, despite explicitly the film be- needed them to be, but don't think about it. Don't think about it at all. Yeah, It's like the, again, like, and I don't know because I've been mentioning that kind of thing a lot. With with some of these films about sure. what the film needs, and I don't know what it is that's making me pick up on it more and more. Maybe it's just as I'm watching more and more films because I'm not a big film guy, uh, but I've watched more of these films as I've done this show, and maybe I'm just getting as much hatred for them as I do for cynical video games now that I'm seeing these things. But I'm noticing more and more with these films just the amount of times we are supposed to just not worry about crucial character building because they need characters to be in certain places. And it doesn't matter that they've not done the legwork to get them to those places. They're taking a cab right to that destination. They, 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 they seem to expect the audience to fill in whatever blanks that, that they so choose. Yes, yes, and you know, and and and, and I mean, I'm all for and suspension yeah. of disbelief. That's don't don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, yeah. I was watching a well, I was rewatching a, a film last night, um, Austin Powers, which doesn't hold up that well, uh, but it's still you know it's enjoyable enough. Well, which Austin Powers? But International Man. The of first Mystery? one. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. first one, and they do that a lot. Like there's there's the scene where Doctor Evil. Takes the uh, steals the nuclear warhead. Well, so there's a scene after Doctor Evil steals the nuclear warhead. We never see that. We see him talking about stealing one, and then the next time we see him, it's just you know the warhead is ours. Uh, and but you accept it because that wasn't the idea of them stealing the warhead wasn't funny. Let's move on with the plot and get to the funny bits. And you accept that uh, because it doesn't matter. But a film like this where a there's it's not like they're skipping to the funny bits because there is no funny bit. <laughs> they're giving and, us a lot of opportunity to think about this. Yes. Uh, and they are, what else is it? They, they're they rushing. They're not skipping a boring bit to get on with the plot because no. there's, there's barely a plot in the, in the film. And it's so they could have, yeah. yeah, they could have wasted time or, or spent time rather building relationships between these characters. That takes effort. It's easier to just say, okay, they're friends now. Now let's do some more site quote unquote gags. And here's, here's it's the pixels fan- thing again. Here's where fantastic- we needed Adam Sandler. Sorry. Oh no, no, it's just you're leading into right. I mean, it's a perfect example because the very fucking next thing that happens in the plot or in the film is that they mourn the loss of this dummy and they all get very somber. And then there's a noise outside and they just drop it and trample it on their way out to see what it is. Yeah. They're illustrating their approach to storytelling. Like that, if that were a self-aware fourth wall break of a gag, that would work. Of them quite literally being invested in something and dropping it to move on to the next plot point. Like that, 
if there was any actual evidence to self-awareness, that would make this film much, much cleverer. But it's it's not. That would be them just, parodying they something. They thought it would be funny if they disregarded it and yes. moved Well, on. again, it's it's another very classic well-worn joke. Sure. Let's, let's mourn and be sad for this thing. All something else has happened. Let's, you know, completely forget that. That's decades old as a mm-hmm. joke. I've, I've seen that in comedies all I have my heard life. it on many fine podcasts. Indeed. Indeed. Oh, Paul. <laughs> so they, they go see what the fuss is about, and it's a ship coming in. The birds don't know what ships are, because remember that these are a simple people. Who yeah. I are... hope you don't mind, by the way, that I called him Paul. Oh, I hope not. It's just I already knew a Paulson, and he, he was... Working on this shit fucking film about birds as an animator. <laughs> uh, so the, uh, the this the ship it, again. It's that these are simple people. They're from a rural area. They do not uh, understand technology. Yeah. Um, and 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 so progress is landing on their doorstep right here. <laughs> I think that needs to be made really really clear. Like, it, it means obvious that as of this point, things are never going to be the same for the birds. No, no. As, so. <laughs> as the ship comes in, it, it comes to a stop right next to Red's house and then destroys it. Destroys it. Progress comes in, destroys Red's house. Right? Yeah. And this, this has made him angry. Uh, a ramp opens up from the ship, and uh, a pig disembarks with some uh, quote-unquote comic technical difficulties. And he introduces himself as Leonard. Leonard tells the birds that he comes from Piggy Island and has been exploring the ocean alone with his first mate, Ross. Uh, and Ross is, a you know, an idiot, I guess. Uh, basically, the pigs are idiots, seemingly with the exception of Leonard. Um, Pretty much, yeah. The birds welcome the pigs over Red's objection that the pigs destroyed his house and decide to throw a party in their honor. Now, at the party, Red continues to be displeased by the pigs, noting differences about them, such as their lack of feathers. Yeah. Uh, the bit where he went on a rant about their uh, socialist health care and how that's immoral, <laughs> that was a little strong. That, that really came out of nowhere, I thought. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, you know, it, it was free health care that demolished Red's house. Right. That's what the boat's made out of, by the way. Well, um, it looks like wood in the film, but it's actually made out of um, the Affordable Care Act. When Leonard and Ross produce a dazzling explosion, Red criticizes them for destroying the stage. And then oh, when yeah, they... it's like, oh yeah, that's more stuff they've broken. Exactly. When they when they deliver the wondrous technology of trampolines, all Red sees is that there are now two additional pigs. So, so he's already yep. concerned now. With, with the technology now to jump over a wall. And the gift of a slingshot produces only heckling. And so Leonard, irritated by Red, volunteers him through peer pressure to come up on stage where he's then launched to the beach with the slingshot. And uh, this prompts Chuck to show up and not so subtly, unsubtly read. Reinf- Whose idea is it to sneak onto the pig's boat, really? 
I don't know. I can't even remember. It, it, it doesn't... At this point, I think I started uh, emailing people about a review copy for Nio. As well, you Neo. should have been. It's Much Neo, better use Nio. of your time. Yeah. Uh, I apologize for saying Nio. then. I kept saying that as a joke on the video game show, what I've done. And now I keep saying Nio <laughs> instead of Neo. But yeah, I was, I was just sending out emails about review copies at that point. Uh, so, but Mered does decide to snoop around the pig's boat with Chuck and Bomb, and there's some really obvious 3D close-up bullshit here. And, like, Chuck gets right into the frame so that, you know, when you're watching it in 3D, his nose comes right out at you. God. Uh, still doing that. They're still, still doing films that. doing that. Yeah, yeah. Um, inside films. the ship, they find uh, more technology, motorized cars and radios, and they find cowboy clothing and a whole lot more pigs hiding out in the hold. And they, like, specifically say that they were hiding there. Yeah. All three of these birds, Red, Chuck, and Bomb, hear them say that. That deception was at play. Yeah. And he also referred to them as drug dealers and rapists. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that I mean, was, again, just, a, just an oddly contrasting bit of dialogue for the rest of the lighthearted well, film. Well, I mean, some of them, I assume, are good people. But... Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what, um, uh, that's what Bomb said. Right, right. And then I think Red said something about giving them an inch and them taking a mile. Well, Red And returns... then one of the pigs said, what do you mean by them? Red returns to the We party. might be adding some scenes to this. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Are we editorializing a little bit? Yeah, we we might we might be extrapolating reading between the lines. Can so, I just say for the record? Can I just say this for the record? Without having researched it, so I could be wrong, I could be wrong. Without having researched it, my my gut reaction, and it's a big gut, so this is one hell of a reaction, is that I don't think this film's anti-immigration only because that would require the writers to have at least some sort of idea. Yeah. That's, That's I think, an anti-immigration message in this film, regardless of what one might think about immigration, and as an immigrant, clearly you've probably got an idea of where I stand on it. Any form of anti-immigration message is too clever for this film. <laughs> and that's even if you think the stance presented is a dumb one, that's still too clever for this film. The stupidest political opinion is too clever for this. But at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, yeah, it's at the <laughs> it's it, it's worrying either. It's it's hard not to see it. Right. It it is and I I'm not I'm not looking for this. God am I not looking for this right now. Like I do not need this. You know, I think you know, worst comes to worst, the the writers really fucked up and had a terrible accident. Yes, and I think I genuinely want to think that. The the, the you know, there's I mean, cuz the same deal is there's a lot of kind of very classic tropey plot writing in this. That is foundational to peace and security in the oh, sorry. I was looking up Angry Birds Immigration. Oh. Then some shit about Trump was auto-playing on my thing. Of course. You know, it, I, I think that... Um, I completely lost my, my thread. Fuck. 
right. Well, now you're in the mindset. Now that you've lost your thread, you're in the mindset of an Angry Birds movie writer. Well, what were they thinking, Conrad? Well, no, I'm just, I'm so, I'm so, I'm so confused. This is another, it is one of those uh, situations where I, I look at the people involved in the project and I wonder how it is, like, that they didn't read into it the way that I am able to read into it. Because I'm not looking for this. I don't. I'm. I, yes, I, I. I often stumble into some sort of strange interpretations of these films. You know, like the Pokemon Hitler thing. I mean, really, certainly not the intent. But again, it's like negligence. It's like they 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 performed negligence in their duties to write a plot that it could yeah, well, be so easily interpreted in this fashion. Here's the here's the 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 basic. Um, I guess consensus is that there were a lot of think pieces with question marks in their headlines. Uh-huh. That's the consensus. Oh, well, it was a lot of fucking clickbait think pieces with is Angry Birds racist? Is Angry Birds about Trump? Is Angry Birds about immigration? Um, although racists do apparently love the film. So well, again, sure as we said at the beginning, who are just stupid love the film too. Oh sure, sure. But I'm just saying, like, like what I mentioned at the beginning about whether or not a message is intended or not. Often that ends up out of the hands of the author. Certainly. And that you know, a, a, a film, a book, anything can take on its own meaning or, or a meaning ascribed to it, and then it becomes about that. And certainly. It seems like racists would like that to happen with this film. Well, and, and I think I think and the that, film doesn't make it hard. I'll say that much. With as as, as ham fisted as the writing is, it don't make it hard. Yeah, you have to. Like, I'm, you don't have to make a conscious decision to do this. Certainly not. No, but, I, it, I do I, think it was just it, it's. I, I mean, just as punishment for writing the film, I do hope the writers wake up horrified every day at how the, how it's been construed. It, I, 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 it's the argument of Team Evil and Team Stupid, and I almost, almost always go Team Stupid. Oh yeah, I mean, and it, it, this is no different. This is Team Stupid, etc. Yeah, I mean, I would say that, but I do because I think that the people who made this film should be saying constantly about it. Oh my God, what have I done? And they're not going to say that about just the film as it is. They might say it if everyone starts thinking it's racist. So I think everyone should think it's racist because... If only to get an apology for it. The writers will be regretting what they did for the wrong reasons, but they'll be regretting it. It's like when Janine Butcher on EastEnders went to jail for a murder she didn't commit, but the person who stitched her up for the murder knew she'd committed other murders. It's like, the cops are wrong on this one, but you you still should be in jail. So the Angry Birds writers should be social pariahs, um, not for writing a racist movie, just for writing the movie. Right, right. But if it has, if they have to be labelled as racists... And, and get punched in the face on the street when conducting interviews with their frog badges, then that's the price that's got to be paid. So Red returns... I'm being facetious. <laughs> I'm... Stop. Stop the stop comment typing. you're writing. Stop typing right now. 
so that I don't have to see your little picture pop up on the SoundCloud <laughs> timeline and yeah. mouse over it to see what you said at this point. I'm being facetious, but but fuck this film and the writer should be in jail for it. <laughs> A proper jail. Not not an not, not even class. No, and not minimum security. <laughs> they need to be in with the, the like the 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 drug lords. Well, the the, the murderers, the rapists. Yeah, the oh, I keep wanting to say muggers, but that's really not on the same level. Not that's so like much. putting that's like putting bomb in anger management class. Um, muggers get to go in regular jail, uh, but rapists, murderers, drug lords, like actual lords. Not just dealers and things, but like actual lords, the guys who like can fan themselves with money. Right. And the Angry Birds writers. <laughs> Murderers. They like, should be right next to Death Row should be shit films. I'm not saying send them to the chair, but I'm saying they should be near Death Row and should hear them all yell and jeer when someone's getting electrocuted. <laughs> Red returns <laughs> to the party. <laughs> Because oh, I, I, I realized that was over an hour in. Oh, no. <laughs> People are already laughing. Red returns to the party and reveals the presence of the other pigs, pointing out that Leonard had lied about them. But the tables are turned when the crowd finds Red in the wrong for having snuck onto the boat, not trusting these people who are just coming to their land and want to be friends with them. And Leonard says he was just being cautious and protected of his simple-minded cousins. And the pig gives an impassioned speech about wanting to coexist with the birds. And Red is determined to be in need of more anger management. So here, here's Red trying to sound the alarm bell that there are a whole lot more of these people coming in than we realize. And they're we don't know what their motives are. Just throwing that out there. There's another it's montage. It's an interesting film, isn't it? There's another montage of pigs and birds coexisting to Blake Shelton's friends. Though the pigs seem to be more and more of an intrusion on the island and specifically to Red. Like, nobody oh, else seems to run shit into shit. any sort of issue with these pigs. No other bird has a problem with them. Even Red's friends from the support group, or I'm sorry, the anger management class, you could see how I might have been confused. Yeah. None of them have any concerns about the birds as well, despite what they saw with Red, okay? He is all alone. They're the only one. Yeah. Again, again, it, it speaks to that the film needed him to be isolated so the other birds just just forget all about what they saw. Right. Because Red needs to be the one good guy with a gun. Exactly. Yes. That's that's the phrase I was looking for. Perfect. Um, in the anger management class, the group is painting, and uh, we learn that Terrence is hot for teacher. And I, I liked that. That was cute. Um, Leonard and some pigs are touring nearby and see an egg and Leonard has this fantasy about eating it. And which honestly the... looks like he wanted to fuck it. Yes. Yeah. Which considering it's the a child. Are... 
Uh, yeah, the eggs are literally referenced as children in the film. Uh, and he is... There are implications that he's going to eat it. But they show him romancing it, taking it on a couple's picnic, lying with it in the grass. And, and it's only like hinted at when like they're looking at clouds and a pig-shaped cloud eats an egg-shaped cloud. Oh, it's eating. And if you've played the games, you know that's what the pigs want to do. But I guess they thought that would be a bit too grisly to show a pig literally eating an egg. So it's a lot better that we imply that the pig wants to fuck a child. That's a lot more family-friendly. So much more palatable. Anti-immigration, pro-pedophilia. I'm not saying that's what this film is. I, I just said two terms. I'm just saying that that's what this film is saying that it is. It's what he said. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm just throwing phrases out there. <laughs> you draw your own conclusions. Uh, I do... I, I will not be reading any feedback about this episode. <laughs> I'm, I'm just putting that out there now, okay? I will not be reading... Any of it. And, and on everybody's behalf right now, I'll just spare you the effort of, uh, yes, we know you're all very disappointed there were no facts in this episode. There. One yeah. less. Well, I decided to present an alternative to fact. <laughs> <coughs> that would have been funnier if I had an alternative. <laughs> but I don't. I don't. I just wanted to... I, I just wanted to pull an Angry Birds and reference something. Oh... So, uh, Red interrupts the, this reverie that, that Leonard's having by warning him about the fragility of eggs and then shows him the, the series of paintings that he's done of, of Leonard in various states of distress. And Red tries once again to warn the birds about the deception he perceives on the part of their pigs, questioning their motives in coming to the island. You know, what are they really doing here? You know, are, are, mm-hmm. are they taking our jobs? Why are they here? He's again rebuffed by the judge for making the guests feel unwelcome. And then Red challenges the judge, saying, and this is the one time in this that I'm, I'm going to quote the film directly. He says, why do we have to agree? Why does it matter that we're not the same? Soak in it for a second. I can't think of a more white privilege thing this film could have said. It's a, it's a very white film. The the guy who has done nothing but cast aspersions. Oh, yeah, yeah. I realized I'm not reading the comments. I can say white privilege all I want. Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. I'm not going to hear about it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's another one? Toxic masculinity. That's real. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was that was good. But no, I mean that, that, this is like, this is this is, the, uh, this is the voice that I hear in the Twitter uh, from a Twitter egg. Yeah, yeah. Like this this sort of this guy who has done nothing. Holy shit! And they did all come from eggs. Yes. In the film, they are all Twitter eggs. This character—that's has... the big overarching Twitter joke that I missed. <laughs> Again. We're giving them credit for our jokes. That's true. Yes. Yes. We're giving them credit for our better joke. We'd have made a better Angry Birds movie. <laughs> it's, it's this, but that's, it, it's the willful ignorance of their act of, because uh, he has very limited evidence that they're, uh, that, that they're, that these guys are dangerous. 
You know, all that's happened is that his life has been changed by their presence. And yes, it hasn't necessarily been good for him because his house got destroyed. But he is the asshole who built his house all the way out there. He literally built a house on sand. Where there's, you you know, less infrastructure, less job opportunities. And I'm just saying, most of Mississippi's built on clay. And I'm not saying that there's, you know, connotations there. That this film, as well as being pro-pedophilia and anti-immigration, is also in league with Phil Bryant, governor of Mississippi, and desiccated husk of a human. Also, abortion should be legal. (laughs) Are we just getting them all out now? I am, because right now there's going to be, like, a couple of comments saying had to stop listening at this point. Uh, Keep politics out of my podcast about CGI birds. (laughs) So they've gone, or are too angry to comprehend words anymore. Hence, abortion should be legal. I hate babies. Yeah. I do. I do. That's my motive. I'm not saying people, like... All the pro-choice people hate babies. A lot of them love babies. Love them. Um, Abortion should be legal. But I personally hate babies. Abortion should be legal because I love babies. And I don't want them to be fucking miserable living in a world that didn't want them. More to the point, I don't think I could in good conscience have a child share the same world as the Angry Birds movie. Plus, my taxpayer monies will go towards the social welfare services required to take care of all these additional children that are unwanted and being created. But at the same time, social welfare is very important, and I believe that poor people deserve a chance to live happy lives. I also believe that taxpayer money shouldn't be wasted on intrusive legislation that interferes with the lives of our private citizens. Hashtag resist. I'd also like to point out that the uh, the GOP are a bunch of total fucking hypocrites. Evil Draculas. That's how I like to refer to them. As, as, as a guy who, as recently as a couple of years ago, was willing to acknowledge being a registered Republican. Fuck those guys. Yeah, yeah. I also think that it's very telling that in our society... Um, a qualified woman was beaten for the job by an unqualified monster of a white man. Huh, how did that happen? <sighs> Probably something to do with, like, patriarchy and shit, which also is real. What? <sighs> so Red decides to seek out Mighty Eagle for wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> Enlisting Chuck and Bomb for help who each have their own fantastical interpretation of the legend set to Scorpion's Rock You Like a Hurricane, points for the film making Chuck, like, hot for Mighty Eagle. Yeah. I did appreciate that. I thought that was funny. And and it wasn't funny in a, ha, oh, ha, ha, he's, no, it was just like, that's the way he sees him. And it was it was a comical interpretation, while not demeaning of it. Yeah, although the film did flash up a subtitle that says no matter what the implication is here they ain't getting married, not on my watch it was an odd subtitle (laughs) that was weird, that was strange just this one sudden breakage of the fourth wall 
they begin the ascent up uh, the highest peak in the land, which just happens to be shaped like a giant eagle head. And guess what? We get another montage uh, with a whole bunch of sight gags of them struggling, uh, mostly red struggling, while Chuck and Bomb attempt to guess at the cry of Mighty Eagle. And then it winds up being the wrong mountain, which actually, I think this joke works. Because I was just as tortured by the preceding scenes as Red was. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, but they get up the right mountain eventually and find where Mighty Eagle lived according to the legend, but the site's abandoned. And as Chuck and Bomb perform synchronized swimming routines, because that's funny, they hear a roar and cower as Mighty Eagle emerges from a cave. And it's this big dramatic like buildup, and then he gets to the edge of his sort of perch at the end of the cave and just starts urinating for a solid yeah. 45 seconds. And I... The joke is... And it's going to be the big legendary hero Israel, but he is also washed up and old and self-aggrandizing, and we've not seen that in literally 10 million movies. And that's me using literally in the colloquial form, unlike the literal form that I used earlier. Though... It's ironic that the word literally isn't used literally, isn't it? Well, there's just an an alt definition. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, but yeah, I'm laughing yeah, you're right. now. I'm gonna have a panic attack uploading this. But it's, it's another, it's another one of those uh, examples of them not running the gag maybe long enough for it to 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 be funny. Because 45 seconds still feels like a goddamn eternity. But they don't. This would be funny if they committed to silence. If. The characters just stared slack-jawed the entire time instead of observing the, the how bad it smells and, and, you know, trying to wash their tongues out and do all of these sort of comic reactions to the sight of witnessing. I mean, it, it's, it's a... Everybody pisses. Yeah. Like, it, it's so true. if it was just slack-jawed, then you could infer, holy shit, Mighty Eagle's got a huge dog. Mm. Right? And that's... That's funny. One minute long, no animation. But they couldn't commit. No. Again, they, they presented the idea of a joke. The ground bed of what could be a joke. Yeah. So it turns out, and like you say, the eagle's a bit of an overweight blowhard clinging to his legend. Uh, but uh, and it's not just... like me at all, <laughs> by the way. This is uh, um, Peter Dinklage voicing this yes, character. It... That's true. Yeah. So glad he got another paycheck. He... I guess he did a better job in this than he did in uh, Destiny. I was gonna say just from a pure voice actor. Oh, for then Destiny. Stance. Oh yeah, I I didn't. Yeah. I never. I didn't play that. No, I was all right in Pixels. He was the one saving grace. I think but, we agreed. Yeah, on but then again, Pixels. you know, it's like scale. Yeah. <laughs> Minimal effort from from Peter Dinklage is still way better than anything in Pixels. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So Red tries to remain hopeful that that uh, that Eagle will have wisdom that can help with the pigs, and and Leonard meanwhile introduces the birds to helium balloons, because you know floating pigs, and we needed that, mm-hmm. really important. 
Uh, pig vehicles have begun crowding roads in the village, and there's a rave being set up in honor of the newfound friendship between the species. You know, uh, Red, Chuck, and Bomb try to get Mighty Eagle to talk, but he's more interested in relieving his glory days in song. And you know what? This is a... I do believe in the message that they're putting forth at this point in the film, which is don't meet your fucking heroes. Okay? Mm. You know? Those people who you really admire creatively, like, that, that you think um, are, are brilliant or, or, or smart, they, they are assholes. They are. They will disappoint you. Like, and, 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 and if you think for a second that this is self-referential, first, I don't have the ego for that. Second, really, don't come meet us. You'll just be disappointed. I think there are quite a few people listening who are already agreeing with that idea. Yeah, yeah. Like, there, there, are, there are, I'm sure, everybody who's met me in person has come away from it disappointed. And I'm not putting out a whole lot of good. Like... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, I do agree with that. I, like, I've had the unfortunate... I've, I've been very lucky to meet some people that I really admire, and for the most part, they've been chill, which is all I would ever ask for, frankly. Yeah. And, and then you get a couple who are just fucking dicks, and it just ruins something about... I would... I There are people whose art I have a harder time appreciating because I know that they could just be a dick and I always try to not be a dick but I'm kind of a dick right you can you know you can relate to that yeah try not to be a dick we we all try just 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 don't pin a whole lot of faith in people is what I'm saying Mm -hmm. one way or another fuck them so, uh... Don't try and have sex with an egg. <laughs> yeah, don't do that either, please. Um, mm-hmm. Red, Chuck and Bomb, very disappointed with, with uh, Mighty Eagle, and he, and he sort of abandons them and wanders off, and Red follows him, finds him just spying. I mean, like, he, he's, he's a peeping Tom? Not funny, not really interesting, eh, just there. Uh, disgusted, Red turns the binoculars and discovers that the pigs are setting up bombs all over the village and realizes that his, his, his suspicions about the pigs were indeed correct. The first Google search you get with can you have sex with an egg is uh, can I have sex with a jade egg? And that's on secretsofjade.com. Oh, okay. I guess, is, is, is jade a sex toy manufacturer? A maker of fine adult entertainment novelties? I guess so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was hoping it was a literal egg, like a Fabergé egg, but made out of jade. See, I was just going to point out that all of these immigrants that Red was so concerned about have set bombs all over the city. That's true. Although we probably... I think we've probably made our point oh, on have that we? whole thing now. <laughs> I just, I just want to, like, it's, I, I want to know at what point, if anybody who's watching this has had this experience where they started to think, oh, shit, maybe there's something, like, really fucked going on here. I'd like to know when. <laughs> at what point? <laughs> Go ahead and say it in the comments. We'll not be reading them. <laughs> Others can read them. Others can read them. It'll be a fun game all of you can play. Enjoy it. 
So Red asks Mighty Eagle for his help, but he refuses to say he's retired. Tells Red to do it himself. I don't mind if this is going to last for two hours now. <laughs> this turned out to be quite a fun podcast. <laughs> Our heroes for the returned. ones doing it. <laughs> Our heroes return to find pigs stealing eggs from the village and destroying the, the buildings in their wake with the yep. bombs. Suffice to say, Red was right. That's <sighs> the, the message. Try to warn them. Try to yep. warn them. Um, meanwhile, the birds are distracted at the rave party, and the mu- I guess the music is so loud that they can't hear the explosions outside. That was the, I guess. the plan. Yeah, they're too busy having fun with all the music. Yep. Um, and so Chuck goes to try and shut down the party, and uh, and gets distracted by pigs in a blanket. Yeah, yeah. That that's he, the the food. The hors d'oeuvres were too nice. Right, the, the but the yeah the hors d'oeuvres are too nice, but like I mean I can't. They I, were pigs in a blanket. Yeah. I want to believe that that's an intentional joke. That's not funny. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> like I just want to believe they tried, <laughs> and that not that that the, my whole impression of the film can't just be what I have to pray is accidental. <laughs> you gotta, pr- you gotta hope they did some, some good things with badly, <laughs> poorly. Yes. Yeah. Uh. So, uh, Red and Bomb head to the ship to try and retrieve the eggs, but Bomb's unable to detonate on command because he needs to be made angry and uh, or do yoga. Or, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Fails to explode, save the eggs. The birds return to their ruined village to find the eggs missing, and they turn to the only bird that had the wisdom to see it coming. And Red gives his own rousing speech to rally the birds into embracing their anger and building their own boat to follow the pigs. And um, Interesting that he's red and not blue. Interesting indeed. Very, very interesting. I don't know if we should be reading anything into that. That wasn't even a clever one. The bird's red in the game to begin with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's just the way it is. That was just me being petulant. <laughs> uh, but at least, at least, you, at least, we're, that's the other thing. We're willing to admit when we're just being petulant. That's true. Give, this film doesn't give us some credit. <laughs> uh, I'll admit I'm being petulant. Now this film needs to admit it's racist, whether it's <laughs> racist or not, because it needs to be punished for something. Uh, they montage the construction of this boat. Surprise, surprise. Uh, yep. I, I, there's nothing remarkable or interesting or funny or entertaining, I think, in it. No. I, I, I like, mean, I, I think that about the whole film. Right, right, I know, but I, I, at least in other montages, seem to recall some sort of sight gag that I, I made the effort to note the presence of. Yeah. They quickly needed a boat, so they quickly montaged it so they could get to the, the big fight at the end. Leonard returns to Piggy Island where he is hailed as King Mudbeard and celebrated as the hero who finally managed to bring back some eggs from this island. So, I guess it's a legend thing for them that the eggs They really want eggs. Yep. Declares a feast will be held in two days to eat the eggs. The birds arrive in their boat and discover that Piggy Island's a lot bigger than where they came from. 
Um, Red observes that Leonard's the king here and deduces that the eggs must be in the castle. Birds use the slingshot to fire themselves, just like in the video game, one at a time. And the that city. visually was okay. Yep. The the, the scenes of destruction. Uh, I bet it looked know, great in 4K. It honestly really popped. Yeah. Yeah. The the, the colors pop. Yeah. When this film is in motion, without license to music, and no dialogue to speak of, it's watchable. I mean, it looks gorgeous. It l- visually looks gorgeous, but you know. I can look at other gorgeous things yes. that, that elicit responses. A mirror. Yeah. The birds, uh... <sighs> That's a good one. Uh, uh, they just keep finding... And each of the different birds does their own special thing that they do. Have you do played Resident game. Evil 7 yet? No, I haven't. Uh, it's good. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, you should get it. Yeah, I think I, think I probably will. I think I probably no, will. I... A return to form, as, as people like to say. Well, there's something else that came out this week that was really good too, right? Um, uh, I know Yakuza 0 came out. Right, right, that's the one, yeah. 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 You, this is your first Yakuza. Yeah, yeah. Are you yeah. digging it? Uh, absolutely. I, I, I gave it a 9.5 out of 10. It's like Shenmue, review. but fun, right? Right? It's honestly, like, like the, funny as well. That's, that's the thing about it. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. Yeah. That's why I like it. It's got jokes. So seeing that they're under attack, Leonard moves the egg feast up to lunchtime and scrambles some airplanes. And uh, Mighty Eagle observes the battle as well and tries to psych himself up to fly again. Uh, this is the Rick Astley point, I think? Somewhere around Somewhere in here. this. It was near the end. Yeah. It was near the end and I just heard him. And, ah, here's the Rick Astley. All right. Yeah. Um, At last. Eventually, Red is fired from the slingshot using Terrence's strength for distance, and he's the first one to make it into the castle. And uh, Leonard sends some pigs to hunt him down while the eggs are transported elsewhere. Uh, Chuck gets fired next, quickly reunites with Red, and then a bomb lands elsewhere in the castle and is found shortly thereafter. The slingshot, however, is broken when Terrence tries to fire himself. Uh, He's just too big. And uh, so, but but our, our main... Core trio, they find a door guarded by a group of pigs, and Red comes up with a plan to try and or tries to come up with a plan to get past them, but Chuck just goes and like sets up everyone in the room in a very funny, I'm so fast, remember how I did the robbing the cop thing earlier, and I'm a, a seriously dangerous criminal with superpowers who should probably be imprisoned and not just put into anger management. I'm sorry, I'm getting away from myself here. Uh, He sets up all the pigs so that one of them shoots the rest and it starts a fight and a distraction. They run off. uh, But uh, the bird's too late to grab the eggs as they're being lifted out of the room by a net and some sort of mechanized thing. Uh, Red manages to grab onto the net and ride it to the dining hall where the eggs are to be cooked and stops them just short of being boiled. It's at this time that Mighty Eagles managed to somewhat get his shit together and arrives... But he bungles his attack and is knocked unconscious, and uh, and and Red has to like snap him out. And, but it's enough time Grabs for his tongue. It's enough time for Chuck and Bomb to get into the room, and Red revives Mighty Eagle and has him fly the eggs along with the flightless birds to safety. But one lone egg breaks free, and Red determines to save it because every life is precious, Jim. That's true. And uh, so he faces down Leonard and his Krizu, 
uh, only escaping through the cauldron of water uh, that was meant to cook the eggs tipping over into the room. Uh, Bomb also jumps off the net of eggs, planning to stop the pig air force by destroying their launch ramp uh, with an explosion, which he eventually manages to do. Good for him. And then again, I, I, Bomb's my favorite character in this film. He's he's the only one that I think is you know like he's gotten a legitimately bad rap, and I'm glad things are working out for him. Yeah. Plus, they don't try and make him too funny. No. no so he doesn't get shitty lines. They're not funny lines. No. But they're not shitty lines. The the worst offense that right, they have is the bit where he tries poorly to lie about having other plans when when Red. Oh rejects yeah, that them. was. Yeah, that was. Yeah. That was bad. Um. But he's such Otherwise, a doofus character that it still worked out okay. It wasn't, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Red confronts Leonard, um, and they fight, and they fall through multiple floors of the castle and wind up in the basement. There's a Kevin Bacon joke. Which one? As they fall through the floors, there's a poster in the background oh, of yeah. a pig, and he's, he's Kevin Bacon, and he's starring in some fucking film. And there's a... a there are a few of these uh, pig-related site gags. You got a Calvin Klein ad. Oh yeah, Calvin Swine. Calvin Swine. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I like good visual pun. As much, I like puns. As much than I think guy. they're good. Yeah. Um, I think they can be good. Yeah. But not not in this. The vast no. majority of these are, are terrible. Um, I mean, they're pig puns. Yeah. The pig, like, like, and the Fifty Shades dumb. of Green was just dumb. Just mm. dumb. Like I had to, it was so dumb I had to think about it. And when you're making referential humor, you never want the person to have to think about it. They either get it instantly and they don't, or they don't. And if it's super obscure, it's understandable. But you did Fifty Shades of Grey. You have to make me think about a Fifty Shades of Grey joke. You fucked up. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, they're down in the basement, just full of dynamite, and rather than get angry, Red remains calm and cunningly distracts Leonard with flattery before unbalancing him, taking the egg and knocking loose a candle, which ignites the TNT and blows up the castle. But Red survives because he's allowed the cauldron to fall on top of him from the dining room four floors This up. pisses me off. Yeah? This pisses me off. So Red and the, the pig king are fighting in the big room of TNT, uh, Red and the egg hide under a big bell cauldron, the big cauldron. We've seen him shield himself from the big explosion that's coming. We've seen it happen. But the film wants to double down and have its fucking sad bit where we think, the bit where we think Baloo's dead at the end of the jungle book. Right. That old fucking trope of, oh, the main character's dead, we think, but it's going to turn out they're alive and it's, it's a heartwarming moment. But unlike in other films, they've already shown that Red had a plan to survive and enacted it. So even though we know it's a trope and he's going to be alive anyway, we extra know it with this film. And, and well, what they were... The, they didn't even tease him dying. The mistake... They just wanted the sad scene. It was such a tremendous mistake to approach the sad scene in that fashion anyway, because they immediately add a second layer of that sort of like, oh my God, what happened? To the only thing that was actually at risk, which is the egg. Yeah. And if they'd just done the egg, like if the if the explosion had cleared and the cauldron was askew, 
and he somewhat confidently climbed out almost immediately afterwards, but then with this concerned look on his face. Yeah. But they wanted to do it twice. They wanted to have a sad about Red to maybe dying, even though we knew he didn't, and then do the sad tease with the egg. At which point, if I were the parents of those birds, I'd have said, why did you look in that cracked egg and look up concerned? You dick. Tell us our fucking children are okay. Yeah. Don't, this is not the time for dramatic fake-outs, Red. Those are my fucking babies. <laughs> that works in films, but this is a fucking life and death matter. Those are my children. Red. Uh, the uh, the egg was broken. There's three birds in it, and yay, everyone's happy because new life has entered the world safely. Uh, the birds rebuild their village and dedicate a new statue to Mighty Eagle for saving the eggs. Uh, Mighty Eagle claiming all the credit for having, uh, you know, trained or inspired Red or what the fuck ever. Uh, the villagers do also be re- uh, rebuild he- uh, Red's home, putting it back in the village. And all of the rescued eggs, now, you know, little birds sing a song to Red for having saved him, you know, uh, basically ensuring that now he's going to turn out like Mighty Eagle. So, way to go. Uh, And then we get some closing credits of... I'd like that to be the sequel, just Red, just, just old and lonely and crying. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, well, yeah, yeah, aged and and not able to recognize uh, Bert's society. Um, Yeah, and I wanted to say I would be angry, but my emotions don't work like my dick. And just... You put that on a t-shirt. Just, just, just to add that last final little touch of fuck you uh, in the credits. We we get... um, We get Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive as covered by Demi Lovato. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, Angry Birds. Just fuck you. And that's Angry Birds. I mean, really, that's it. That's it. I mean, that, that is, they, 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 yeah. they leave open the possibility for a fucking sequel and... and God, oh, I can't handle four more years. I can't. <laughs> So, Conrad, did you like the Angry Birds movie or not? Well, let me just put it this way. You and I, we fulfill our promises, goddammit. This episode's still under two hours. Yep. (laughs) Damn right. No, it's a shit movie. Uh, that's not funny, that, that, that unfortunately has some really talented animators working on it. Uh, the animation oh, is yeah, great, yeah, it's yeah. visually beautiful, but the, Looks amazing. the content is, it, 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 it's so lazy it's dangerous. Yes. What are we doing next time, yeah. Jim? Uh, well, next time we are doing another Resident Evil because, you know, Resident Evil 7's out and Resident Evil, the final chapter, is in theatres right now. So we're doing the next one on, which I've forgotten the name of now. Hang on. I'm going to look it up again. I, I remembered it before we started. Was the last one we did Extinction? It was. It's Afterlife. Afterlife. We're doing Resident... The 2010 classic, Resident Evil Afterlife, which I've... 
I think I've seen Olaf out of order in different random bits from multiple times it was on TV. Those are always uh, fun. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I know about it is I quite liked who they got for Wesker for this one. After the disappointing Wesker in Extinction, they found a guy who looked like him and and was almost as big a shit eater. So, so that's good. Uh, so, so that'll be what we're doing next. Resident Evil Afterlife. That was the Angry Birds movie. I'm going to try and, and have emotions and feelings again. And also, I'm going to plan to be fucking out of my mind off my tits before I upload this one. Yeah, that seems uh, that seems like wise a wise move. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to be quite insensible by the time people get up to a certain point in this podcast. <laughs> I don't regret any of it. And, and, but, but, but hey, you know what? Others will. If, if you made it to the end and you didn't have something to say about it, God bless you. God bless you. Yeah, be, be like the birds in the anger management class and just suppress it. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's not the only suppression going on with Trump's government, am I right? Uh... <laughs> and that's where the podcast will end. <laughs> that's us done. Yep. <laughs>